Welcome to Cold Water Podcast. I'm Nicola Halton. We all know the importance of getting out there and doing a great work for Jesus. In this podcast, we will learn more about the people who are involved in changing lives for good, for God. I would like to welcome Donnie and Sean to the Cold Water Podcast. Um, Donnie had a very dark past, but he's become a Christian and he's got an amazing testimony. Hello, Donnie. Hello, Sean. Hi. You've got an amazing testimony, Donnie, but I would like to like you to share it with everyone on how you got to know Jesus as your personal saviour. It's not my story, it's Jesus's. Yeah, that's um, true. uh, Like I said, very dark place. And my old house was like a drug's den. Everybody there was on something or other. Mm -hmm. And one of the... um, People come into my flat and um, he managed to say the wrong word because everybody knew back then that I was a black witch. Yeah. And it wasn't hidden. Mm-hmm. And he told me there was a Christian drop-in opened. Yeah. And it was my job to make sure uh, Holy Spirit and things like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And deep down in the pit of my stomach, I felt that this could be real trouble. Yeah. But I'd been told a week before, uh, a couple of weeks before, I'd only got about two weeks to live anyway. Mm-hmm. My liver had gone by that. Yeah. Um, so what happened is, as you can imagine, I wasn't very happy about this one. So I looked across to a mate of mine and I says, you owe me a favour. I says, if we can't curse them out, because I've got two weeks left here, mate. Mm-hmm. I says, could you give me an ember? We're going to have to burn them out. Yeah. And he looks at me, he says, you do realise that's about nine years? I says, no, it ain't. He says, yes, it is. I says, no, it ain't. He says, well, why not? I says, we can get it caught. I won't even live that long. So I thought, well, I best go and see what the problem is. So I went down to see this drop-in, and it was full of Christians, full of the spirit. Yeah. It was wall-to-wall love and caring. And no matter how I tried or how much I growled, I couldn't get an argument. They were just nice cups of tea, bacon sandwiches. And I just left in a storm. And I was walked up the road, and I can remember looking up, and I remember growling and saying, okay, then, what kind of power is love anyway? Because I'd never seen it. Not in my life. No. And then I remember I was suddenly hit by the power of God. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had never I'd felt spiritual things all my life. But at that point, I'd never felt anything as powerful as that. Yeah. And the change came next when he hit me with the love of God. Yeah. And that is what changes as all because I felt home and I just went to my knees and gave my life then and there. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And Sean, you've been a, a significant part in Donnie's life and I just want to thank you for what you've done here and how how wonderful you've been. Um I just 
want to sort of really sort of dig a bit deeper and I hope you don't have to to say much about this but what what put you on that path of of self-destruction really to start off with what 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 do you think caused that Donny? um my mum and dad were terrible absolutely <clears throat> and some of my best scars come off my mum and dad yeah and I had a, what we would class as nervous breakdown back then, but it's PTSD now. Yeah. And put into a child psychiatric unit. Mm-hmm. And, but from there I was transferred to a child's mental health unit. Yeah, yeah. Well, back in the 70s, those places were, weren't very good for children. No, no. So some of the times we slept under beds mm-hmm. instead of in them. Yeah, we were. We had screwdrivers. Yeah, just in case, and that was the world that I'd lived in. Yeah. Ah. So it was a world without love. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've obviously you've forgiven, and you 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 you're great. You're absolutely brilliant, and you you your future is ahead of you. You definitely, you know, you've got your whole life ahead of you now and a life full of love. Um, so that is, that's a miracle. Um, why would you recommend Jesus to someone, Donny? When I lived on, when I lived like the way we were, you think there's no way out. There's a set pattern. Your life's supposed to be this way. Yeah. But when you accept Jesus... It's the ability to change, for him to work in you and your life to change. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, you become a different person. Yeah, yeah. And to me, first is the love of God, and then it's the peace. Yes, yes. I mean, I've been a Christian since I was four, and it doesn't mean that I'm, by any stretch of the imagination, by perfect. And I still have to, still have to, ask God to change me so you know it, it's a, it's a, it, it definitely is a process and we all need to realize that we're all work in process what would you say to someone who doesn't know the Lord even someone who was in a similar position to yourself so someone who was in that that dark place it's a very similar question to the one I've just asked you have to go to a place church over dropping and you will know the people that have got a love and Jesus in them. It says in the Bible that we are the light of Jesus. And it's that love that we can confer to others. Kindness, consideration. And once you come alongside somebody like that, uh, you learn to be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, you've played a significant role in Donnie's life. And how was that easy? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, we always used to pray before the drop-in opened. And a couple of us had been talking and we'd said to each other, we need to pray for, for the worst to turn, uh, turn up at the drop-in, to walk through those doors. So we did. Yeah. Uh, and when we say the worst, I'm not talking about criminality i'm talking about the most broken yes people, yes uh, that have had a damaged past mm-hmm. and that day donnie walked through the door 
Yes. So God heard our call. Um, and when he walked through, I knew that was answered prayer. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people were telling me to keep away from him. Some people knew him. Some people yeah. had heard about him. Yeah. And they were saying things that I could hear, but I wasn't listening to, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big difference. Um, and all we wanted to do was show the love of Jesus. Um, and we'd had lots of people walk through the door, lots of angry people, lots of people who were broken, mm-hmm. but no one like Donnie. Right, right. Well, he's he's quite marvellous. I'm pleased mm. to have met him. I'm pleased you've introduced me to him, Sean. He's he's absolutely yeah. lovely. He's got a wonderful healing ministry um, around him. Um, so you know, I will keep you both in my prayers. And I just think this is is has been a wonderful opportunity to to chat to you both. Is there is there anything else that you would like to to add, or you're happy? Yeah. I think, to be honest with you, uh, I did the drop-in for nearly 10 years. Yes. Uh, it, it was hard going, and um, but everything we needed was provided for us. Mm. Everything we, uh, God, God provided everything because he knew our needs. Yes. He knew before we knew what we needed. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the, the project, Seven Project, was run on faith, mm. complete, utter faith in God. Yes. Um, yes, um, my wife and I had ties to it, and yes, the building we purchased but we purchased it with money that God had provided to us. So everything sort of um, came onto the, you know, onto, onto God's head, really, because yeah. at the end of the day, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have been there. That's my um, And we reached a lot of people uh, and we, we sowed a lot of seeds. And slowly but surely, I see those seeds come to fruit. Yes, yes. And it's a great encouragement for people who are in the front line doing your type of ministry and um, you know we just keep praying for those that that that, that those, those areas of darkness to to have light into them and you know Donnie's a very powerful powerful prayer warrior um, you know, and he can pray into those areas. So, you know, I just, I just, I just feel very blessed and privileged to mm. have you both on Cold Water Podcast. So, that's well, the key. And somebody asked me once, it must have took a real big, you know, miracle to save me. And I said, no, not really. I yeah. said, it just takes one match in yes. that kind of darkness. That's right. One match. Um, yes. I was introduced because I'd been I'd been a witch for years, so I'd seen spiritual things. Yes. But compared to what Jesus could do. Yeah. Um, I remember learning how to give to Jesus mm-hmm. and how Jesus would provide. Yeah. And this is one of my favourite stories. This one. And this lady, we were running out of food at the drop-in. And mm-hmm. as you can imagine, when you're feeding 50 or 60 people, that's a worry. So she only puts £10 in and she says, watch what Jesus can do. Right. And I thought, well, I've got to see this one, you know. Let's see how, you know, God provides. So about three or four days later, Sean gets a phone call. And a freezer had gone down. And the person whose freezer it was was going to get donate the food. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, you know, a small chest full of freezer, about like the size of a table. So he goes to this place, and it was half an industrial estate. Yeah. And this freezer was maybe three or four tables long. And we must have had enough food in there to last us three or four months. Easy. Yeah. Uh, so we 
fills your car up twice and we had to go there and back. Mm. And about four or five days later, Battelle came. And we had sat there having a lovely, lovely chat about faith and living in faith. And they said, well, we've got to live in faith because we've run out of food. And the person I was with was actually Sean's um, wife. And uh, we looked at each other and we grins and, well, we can share our food. So he goes into where all the food is and we takes half of it out, puts it in minibus, and we looks at each other and it didn't feel right. So we looked and I said, what are we going to do? She says, we'll give it all away. Yeah. So he gives all the food away. And poor old Sean, he didn't realise that all his food was now off to Nottingham. <laughs> and um, he walks into his cupboard and it's bare. We've emptied the place. And he comes out, he says, oh, what are we going to do now? I said, well, we'll pray about it. That's how the first knock came. Well, you can imagine it. We've just given a load of all the food from the dropping away. So two days later, this bloke rings up Sean. He said, I don't know what happened to my electrics. He says, but now I've lost two freezers. So we had double the amount. Mm -hmm. So not only did one freezer bless one place, it blessed many. Yeah, yeah. And it's how God moves in that way through prayer. Yes. And the prayers that I've seen answered, lives changed, not just mine, yes. but when the love of God is in something, lives change. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's, you know, we, we often look at the feeding, five, feeding of the 5,000 as something that happened years ago, and we don't see it on a daily basis. We don't see the, the sort of the tangible presence of God in the daily interactions with each other on how we actually get by you know and that's you know he's actually shown you that he can take something so little and make it so massive and I've done that before I've given my last and I've seen something come straight back to me and I was I didn't do it for that but it does work it you know just the, the the generosity really really works so that's that's a lovely story Donnie you also became the project prayer warrior for the center um what was the project called again Sean it was called the seven project in workshop the seven Pro seven project in workshop so you you've you've seen many miracles so would you like to have a chat about some of the miracles you've seen People think that miracles are big, and they only happen in Africa. They don't happen in, in um, every everyday life. And I can remember when I just had Joseph, we moved to a new house, and all we had in the house was soup. Now, we're quite happy with the soup, but um, so um, my wife takes the child out and puts him in his pram and makes sure he's fine, and she's walking down the road, and she says, well, Lord, she says, I'm a bit fed up of soup. She says, and then she looks down, and, this is, and Joe's holding a £10 note. Now, we put him in that pram, and there was nothing in there. Wow. But somehow, Joe had managed to get a £10 note. That's amazing. And it's, That's prayer, it's prayer in your life as it is. Yes. Sean took me in, and it was the examples that I was shown by the grown-up Christians that led me to be able to do what I do. Yeah. And complete faith. Someone taught me complete faith. And 
I was smiling once and uh, my wife went out and we had, no, and we had somebody in who had a real bad drug problem. We had him on the sofa. But we had no food in its three days before Christmas. And she knew what we were doing. She knew whether we had to dig in and pray. So we go, she goes out, we've got three cats, and she goes out with this £1.50 to buy the last pint of milk. And she gets to shop, and then she rings me up, and she says, can you give me a hand? And I says, but you've only got £1.50. I says, what's going on? She says, I've bumped into somebody, and she says, I don't know if I'm Adam, mate. And she says, oh, you're a Christian, aren't you? And she says, yes. She says, well, here's five bags of shopping. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, but the thing is, God tapped me on the shoulder on the way out and asked if we'd got cats. Right. And she were on the way out, God tapped her on the shoulder and told her to buy the cat food. Yeah. And she didn't know yeah. that we'd for us from anybody. Yes. Mm. But yeah. that's the kind of blessings that we had there, wasn't it, Sean? Yeah, mm. very much so. I think well. They're brilliant stories and, um, you know, I know that people have woke up one morning and they've found 13 cabbages on the front doorstep mm -hmm. and, and things like that in this country. Yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we, we don't live by that type of faith, but we do really because we all know that we've got to get through the month and, you know, it, it is very difficult to give though. And I find it very difficult to give so much and and one not worry you know um so you know i find i find that hard so you know you you're absolutely brilliant so your prayer life is phenomenal and you must have you must have really encouraged um the christian community have you seen any difficult people come to know the lord oh yeah um when I was with Sean, we really did work in the dark areas. Mm. Yeah. And another thing is Christians think that we plant seeds and get in the tree. But some of the work that we've done has took five years, hasn't it? Mm. Yep. And then they find yeah. Jesus. And some people yeah. will never know if they find Jesus. Yes. Um, Sean let everybody in. I remember one of the best ones is I knew that there was two gangs in workshop and they killed each other on a regular basis. And I come around to Sean and says, hey, well, guess what's happening? He says, what? I says, you know those two gangs that kill each other? He says, yeah. I says, they've started a pool tournament. Oh. And it was, there was God in everything that were there. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that we did was based on prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Sean introduced prayer in the morning. He took a prayer list round, saying anybody that had prayers, they didn't even realise that what they were doing, and they were writing down their prayers. And then at mm -hmm. an afternoon, we'd have this prayer list. We'd pray for the prayers, pray for what had happened in the church. And we'd talk about some of the miracles and the prayer things we, that the mm -hmm. clients have told us about from this list. Mm -hmm. And they didn't yeah. even know that we were praying for this. Yes. I think as you, you've seen, you've seen things massive happen on a massive scale. How do we pray against judgment in the church? It's all about forgiveness. Yes. It's once you come to the cross, it's forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And you are no longer the same person that you were. 
-hmm. and you can tell by the fruits of the spirit when you change yeah i'm sure sean saw more changes than i did didn't you yeah i was privileged to be able to see people's lives changed by the by the blood of jesus um some people that were very difficult to reach um people that yes. were just denying there was a god um and denying they had a problem that was a thing um but god wins through all the time as we all know and i just yes. had the privilege of um because it was a privilege it was a privilege to be able to run a drop in like that uh, where God had given me this prophecy about me running a drop in and and feeding the poor and the brokenhearted, you know Isaiah sixty one, um, and that that was a scripture that came to mind, and and also Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the yeah. plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to uh, you know give you a hope and give you a future, and that was very much what I sort of said to the people when they walked through the door. I, I just mm -hmm. I, I started off with scripture, um, and we carried on with scripture and prayer. So, uh, yes, brilliant. Well, I'm going to close this in prayer. Um, Lord, just thank you for Donny and thank you for Sean. Lord, I just pray that the end of COVID is a new beginning for this venture, that um, the, the community is still drawn to you, Lord, that there is going to be more fruit. There's been a pruning back, Lord, but I pray that there's more fruit for these two individuals so that they have a blessed time, Lord, and just give them a, a better future in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me. Welcome. Thank you. God bless. God bless. listening to the cold water podcast please remember to subscribe and join next week